to Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl, and this is episode 9 of our journey into liberty. Today, I've entitled our discussion, Faith and Freedom. Now, if you have any comments after uh, you hear the program today or any of our previous programs, you can send us a note at livinglibertytoday at protonmail.com or you can go to our website https colon backslash backslash free to be you. That's free, the number two, the letters B and U dot buzzsprout.com or you can engage us on our Facebook page at Living Liberty Today or on Charlie Earl at LinkedIn. So we encourage your response and your feedback. So faith and freedom. Is faith necessary for the full exercise of liberty? That may be a, an odd question for those of you who are concerned about liberty and our loss of liberty uh, has diminishing over time. But I believe that for individual liberty to thrive or to to survive requires that we have some element of faith. Now let me explain this a little further. That element of faith may include our faith in a higher power. Uh, in the case of the Christian uh, society, and, and I'm a member of that, that would be God Almighty. But you may have faith in humankind. Or you may have faith in the ability of others to recognize individuals I'm talking about, not humankind as a whole, but of other individuals to recognize the limits of your liberty, the parameters of your space, so to speak. It, it requires that we have a same ethic and, and a same standard of acceptable interaction. We must identify and define those interactions. For example, I come from the libertarian background of both large L and small L, although I'm much more of a small L libertarian than a large L libertarian these days. But they have a, a, a concept called the non-aggression principle. What that means is that as a libertarian who, who recognizes and cherishes your freedom, your liberty as well as my own, I will not aggressively attack you or your property. And why is property such an important component of that? Because it's an extension of you. Your property is a result of your labor. And you own yourself, you own your time, you own your talent, you own your skills, and therefore what you use in those areas, talent, skills, training, experience, time, whatever, to acquire property, whether it simply be a toolbox full of tools or maybe a farm, then you have earned that it's you. It's an extension of you in many respects. And if I'm going to recognize your liberty, if I'm going to acknowledge your liberty as well as my own, then I will not violate you or your property. So, the non-aggression principle assumes that I'm not going to pick up a gun and shoot you so I can have your toolbox. But it also 
uh, implicit in the non-aggression principle is that if I try to shoot you to get your toolbox, you have every right as the possessor of that property or as an individual in the realm of liberty to shoot me back. The non-aggression principle is not a pacifist statement. It's just that we won't initiate anything that would violate the liberty of others. But at the same time, we're not obligated, either morally or legally or whatever, to allow you to run over us and take our stuff. So that that's where we're going at when we start to define the necessity of some kind of standard for our interactions with one another as we pursue this realm of liberty. And uh, so that's why I think that some element of faith is necessary. Either faith in Almighty God or you must have faith in your fellow humans, your neighbors, particularly when you bring it right down to the, to the local and individual level, that they won't violate you or your property rights just as you would have no intention of violating theirs. I want to refer you to a couple of articles that I have found informative. Uh, the first one, you can find it at Real Clear Politics, and it was uh, published on September 28th, and it's by Daniel Mahoney, and it's called The Spirit of Religion and the Spirit of Liberty. And I would encourage you to check that out. Uh, Dan gets into this discussion of how integrated uh, faith and liberty are. He takes it from a clearly a Christian perspective, although he does touch on other realms and, and other faiths, but it's something you may find useful. Daniel Maloney, Real Clear Politics, September 28th, called The Spirit of Religion and the Spirit of Liberty. Another one I'd recommend to you is by one of the people I follow quite frequently is Lou Rockwell. And he wrote in The Artful Dilettante, that is uh, A-R-T-F-U-L-D-I-L-E-T-T-A-N-T-E, -T -T -E, The Artful Dilettante. And he wrote this on uh, September 20th, and it's called The Myth of Good Government. And basically, and, and Lou and I both agree in this aspect, that that, that government has no heart, no mind, no soul, and, and government cannot be good. Government, at the very least, is amoral, and in all probability, when you get individuals and bureaucracies and all kinds of entities involved competing for power, government can become immoral. I don't want to put words in, on, on uh, Lou's page, but you can read that for yourself and, and, and draw your own conclusions. The third article I would recommend to you, I read quite frequently a, a column called The Lunatic Farmer by Joel Salatin, S-A-L-A-T-I-N, Joel Salatin at The Lunatic Farmer. This article uh, he penned on 9.30 or published on 9.30, September 30th. And it's called Food Church. And in essence, he goes in there and describes a, a young lady in North Carolina who has embraced healthful living for people 
and, and, and providing the opportunities for people to acquire uh, healthful produce, food, ideas, all that kind of thing in their local community. And she calls it Food Church. And it's something you may want to explore. But basically, it's a way of exercising liberty in a specific realm. We're talking particularly about health, nutrition, and food. And um, I happen to be drifting in that area more and more all the time. Uh, I'm eating a lot better than I have in the past. I'm very careful about what I eat. It's not that I'm rejecting huge corporatism at all. It's just that I like the idea. It, it frees me. It gives me a sense of liberty and freedom to know precisely what's in my food and what impact it may have on this fragile, frail old body as I get older. So that is just one specific area where somebody is pursuing an element of liberty to sort of stick it to the to the, how do I put it, the main narrative, if you will. And so I would encourage you to read any of those three articles. I think you'll find them all insightful, each at a different level and in a different aspect of what it means to be free and live with liberty. And I would argue that each of them contains an element of faith. Now, Mahoney's is more faith-based and direct when he talks about uh, spiritual liberty. Rockwell, on the other hand, is is more of a anti-government type of, actually it's an argument against the necessity for government overreach that we have today, but that also is an element of faith, because implicit in Lou's article is that you as an individual or as a community have more sense and more ability to manage your own lives than having some outside government and often faceless bureaucracy tell you how to live your life. And so there's an element of faith in there, faith in you and your ability to make good decisions. Joel Saladin's article in the Lunatic Farmer about food church also has an element of faith in it. It's a sense that people are losing their faith in, in the mega corporate food chain, um, of, which may include foods of questionable nutritional value and certainly may have certain additives and, and side effects that we may even be unaware of today, whereas an element of faith is trusting those neighbors where you buy your turnips and your onions and your carrots and your celery and maybe your, your dairy products and your meat if, if you're not a vegan. And uh, so that's an element of faith. Each of them discusses some element of faith, either in a higher power, in humanity, in ideas, or in government. My personal observation is, and, I'll, I, and I will admit it's anecdotal, that unless you have some faith in a higher power, whether it be God Almighty or, or whatever, the others, the faith in humanity, the faith in ideas, or the faith in government, generally lead to tyranny. Because gradually, they will disappoint you. They will overtake what you believe their parameters should be and will crowd out your ability to live an individual and free life. That's a decision you got to make for yourself. 
you come to that conclusion, you ponder it, you, you, you think about it conceptually, as you look forward to living a life with more liberty and more freedom, it's probably in your best interest to identify how you define liberty, how you define freedom, and how you define your interactions within that area you've defined and how it's going to impact other people around you and be ready to deal with it accordingly. I should, should add here that I read about 30 sites or columns every day from across the ideological spectrum and I'm always looking at, with an eye open for tactics for, for encompassing, encouraging, and advancing liberty. Now, I don't read the same 30 sites or columns every day. I rotate around within the period of a week. There are places like uh, the American Thinker and Real Clear Politics where I scope them, and they're from all over the map on Real Clear Politics. I scope them just for ideas because they're basically news gathering or column gathering uh, entities and I can look in there for things. Real clear politics I'd recommend to you too for another reason. Up at the top of the main feed, the news feed, you'll find columns dedicated to science, health, religion, education, energy and all that and you and you click on one of those blocks and you'll get the, the, the current writings about those various uh, aspects of life, and I frequently go to the science, energy, and enter and uh, education ones just to see what's happening in those respective fields. I guess I'm saying that liberty isn't easy. Living free, most of us would think if I could just be free, life would be better, but it does require work, does require study, and it does require understanding. The next time we're going to talk about some of the benefits of the pandemic in episode 10 next week. I've already started planning that out. There is a good side, trust me. Well, that's Living Liberty for today. Remember, live free, be free, and we'll see you next week.